Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, folks. It's the Airline Radio Talk Show and the Eastern Airlines Radio Show on the air again this week with another episode of Airline Talk News and History. We call it the Airline Radio Hour, bringing you stories from here and there, one airline to another with live conversations. Hi, my name is Neil Holland. I'm a retired captain with Eastern Airlines and the producer of the show. And if you're listening in on the show's website, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie, that's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, Captain Eddie, and you'd like to call in and talk with our guest host or just add your comments and memories, then why not give us a call now? That number is 213-816-1611. I'll see the number appear on my producers board as I call it and ask if you'd like to join the host and share those memories with us. You know folks I I normally will make a postum note with the time and day of the important broadcast I want to hear. I then put the note near my monitor so I can't forget to tune in or call in so why not make a note that number 213-816-1611. Now uh, we are heard around the world, and uh, that's because we are a satellite-based radio station, and uh, as a matter of fact, we have listeners in over 50 countries now, and uh, I see we picked up some here recently, uh, interesting, uh, over in the European uh, area, Uzbekistan, I think it was a spinoff of the Soviet Union, and uh, Croatia. And Puerto Rico is tuned in. They had disappeared for a while, but they came back listening with us again. The Philippines, and there are a number that have listened to us in this past few weeks. 
That's what a broadcasting antenna of over 22,000 miles above the Earth will do for a radio station. We're not uh, land-based, and we're not restricted to a certain mileage that the signal goes out. It goes out all around the world. Now, let me repeat the number again. It's area code 213-816-1611. Why don't you call us now? Now, I've got to make a comment. I'd like to make a comment now because we're going to do a little summer change here uh, on our radio broadcast. But don't forget, keep that number handy because we'll be advising you when our shows uh, are coming up, the future shows. But over the nearly 13 years in November, we've changed the format of this radio show about six times. We tell you this because at the end of this radio broadcast, we'll be changing it once again. This time, it will go monthly instead of weekly. Now, our show on Monday evenings has been well-received, and since it's broadcast every week with memories of a great airline, Eastern, it will remain in its weekly time of 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, the good news is that our new show, our show we schedule for Saturdays, will be in the format of scripts that we have done in the past from airline history, uh, events that have happened. And it'll be followed with a live call-in discussion of these events. If anyone wants to call in and talk about the event that uh, we have selected for our script, and it will be read by a cast of uh, actors acting out the parts of those that were involved. We did several of these over the past 13 years. And so we're going to take a summer break and, and once again do these. But it's only going to be done once a month. Again, keep in mind, we're still on the air every Monday night. Uh, it's not a call-in show, but it's uh, memories and stories uh, of uh, of a great airline, as we call it, Eastern, as told by its people. Uh, we think you'll enjoy the entertainment and live discussions following the presentations, and we'll keep you informed, as I've mentioned, about the topics through email and Facebook media. So that's the change for the summer, and uh, summer's here, and so is the heat. Golly, it's been extremely extremely hot here and i want to open up the microphones and see our two hosts that are with us weekly nearly weekly is uh the first one i see on my board is uh captain jim harris out there in dripping springs texas now are you dripping wet with sweat captain jim uh i have been <laughs> it was only 107 yesterday Right now it's uh, about wow. 97 already. I got a clear blue sky, a little bit of wind, and it's dry, more dry than a powder house. So we haven't had any <laughs> decent rain in a long time, but wow. still good though. Now is that a is that a uh, heat factor, a feels like factor as they call it, or something like that, or is that? Now true, yeah, that they, they did say what it feels like. No, this is actual temperature. Oh God. 105, wow. six, seven yesterday. So no, it's a it's a real temperature. Well, it's hot where we are here too, and I'm going to ask Jim Holder, Captain Jim Holder, over there in the Atlanta area, uh, are you that hot, Jim, on your back porch? 
Man, yeah, but nothing like uh, Jim Harris. We we run around 93, something like that. But the humidity is uh, sort of high, too, and that yeah. makes it uh, seem a little hotter. Are you getting some rain that, showers, too, uh, Jim? Uh, not in the last two or three days, but they're saying we may get some uh, tonight and more likely tomorrow. Yeah. Which is uh, good because I, I was able to get down to my hangar and mow the grass yesterday, and now I don't have to worry about that. But, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, Jim Jim Harris, I guess it's dry out there. You got dry heat, don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. The humidity is fairly low. That's one good thing about this place. Although it's hot, the uh, humidity is low. So yeah. I got a clear blue sky. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been keeping the track and reading in the newspaper. I still get the newspaper. I don't know why we don't we don't really pay much attention to what's in the news anymore. Our age, I either get it on the internet. My wife uh, doesn't uh, seem to be uh, that interested uh, uh, anymore about uh, about what happens. But uh, we catch it on the evening broadcast before we go to bed. But I've been watching the temperatures, and man, I see. Phoenix and San Antonio, and how far are you from San Antonio, Jim Harris? Uh, about seventy-five miles. Oh, so you're north of San of uh, San Antonio. Yeah, well, yeah, again, north northeast. Northeast, okay. And 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 Phoenix, golly, Pete's. Yeah, wow, one hundred and fifteen or sixteen, I think. Mm. That's hot. But it's a dry heat, they say. Well, yeah, with no, this hellish means, heat, that, uh, go ahead. That a dry heat that means the sweat doesn't run very far. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. Well, I like that name, Dripping Springs. I just yeah, thought about it's a dripping. neat little place. Yeah, dripping sweat. That's what we do here with the humidity. <laughs> yeah, the, drip, the dripping Springs residents are dripping sweat for darn sure. Yeah. Well, we've been in the 90s just about all week, and every once in a while in the afternoon we get a shower, and it cools it down to uh, the lower 80s, and that's not bad, but we still have that humidity. What are you guys doing to cope for this with the hot days? Are you you're staying in the house most of the time, or you, you know, Jim, uh, Jim Holder, you be out there mowing the yard? Yeah, I was mowing the yard. I was mowing the hangar yesterday, and uh, I do it early in the morning though before it gets up real hot. And yeah. then I declare happy I was starting early, and you know, and <laughs> out comes the maker's oh. mark. <laughs> Some of yeah, most of the time. It's Colorado, Colorado Kool-Aid time. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I had two of those yesterday in lieu of Maker's Mark. Two of them? Now, when you say two of them, are you talking about two fingers in the glass? No, I'm talking or about what? two cans of Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. <laughs> Colorado Kool-Aid. Colorado Kool-Aid. There you go. Oh, now I remember the days when you couldn't get Coors beer east of the Mississippi. Do you remember those, those days? I remember bringing it three six-packs. Yeah. I could put three six-packs in one half of my suitcase. Yeah. Well, that's so what I, I would bring. I'd bring a case of Coors back, and uh, I had that mm-hmm. little, uh, you know, the little 
the baggage carrier that we use with the little dial uh, the wheels and I'd stack, stack a couple of cases on it and bring it back. And people wonder, where in the heck did you buy that? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you were rather popular about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I exchanged it. One of the race, uh, the Sebring 24-hour endurance guy came by and saw us drinking all drinking Coors. And I had just come back from California and bought a couple of packs, I mean, cases. And um, he wanted to change his lobster. Exchange it for a can of Coors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be that'd be hard well, got, to turn down. Yeah. Yeah, I got a short little story on those Coors cases. I brought one back for me, and I brought another one back for a flight attendant who asked me to do so because for whatever reason she couldn't get on that L.A. trip or anything. And uh, she lived fairly close to me, and so I went by there to drop hers off on the way home, and she wasn't there, and I'm still waiting for her to pay me for that. That's been 20 years. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. She never paid me, never paid me. (laughs) Did it disappear? Did she get it? Uh, You left it on the steps. I assume she did because she didn't call up complaining about not getting it. And uh, she didn't answer my telephone calls about paying for it, and I finally just said, to hell with it, you know. Gave up yeah. on it. Yeah. Oh, you're rich, Ellen. You can afford it. Yeah, rich, Ellen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but, you know, we, we, we talked about this at one of our shows in the past. We've done 800 of them now, over 800. And uh, we, we talked about one time, what's the most unusual thing? either one of you have brought into the cockpit and brought home besides a Coors beer? Mm, well, let's see. I took a cat home to New Orleans once. I remember that story. In my laptop. <laughs> I mean, rode in my lap. I was, no, I was the captain. I'm it. Rode in a cage with a blanket over it. That yeah. was a cat, live cat, but uh, that's not very exotic. How about you, Jim Harris? I, I don't think we anything right this minute, but I'm sure there's something. Didn't you have flight attendants come up from time to time and say, hey, can I carry this uh, in the cockpit here? Uh, I did. I forgot mm-hmm. what they were carrying, but uh, on occasions, especially those yeah. that would fly out west, you know, they'd go over to, uh, where is it, Pendleton or whatever it was. And, yeah, Pendleton, or, yes. Yeah, and uh, and they would buy things. So this is a store, a store that they used to shop in uh, over there in Oregon or Washington. I forgot which one. Yes. Uh, and Nordstrom's. I'm trying to remember what because the name Nord- of, Nordstrom's uh, hadn't Nordstrom's hadn't come yeah. east of the Mississippi, and they were buying. Well, it was uh, Nordstrom's. That's, that's right, yeah, Nordstrom's. Yeah. yeah. I said I don't do it. It'll fit in here. Put it over there out of the way. Did you ever have uh, Did you ever have uh, uh, marshals to come in and check, or anyone come in and check their guns with you? Yes. No, not me. And they had to I did. sign yeah, we just form. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, we did. I had uh, more than once. And hmm. what was it? A, a, a marshal or a, a escorting somebody or something like it that? It was. I don't remember who he was. So. Yeah, we had a couple of three guns. Just put them in the flight in, in the flight engineer's desk there. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, I'm misunderstood. I thought you were coming in and checking our pilot guns. You know, no, no, no. In, these, you know, like, 
No. Guns from no. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've had I've had marshals and escorting prisoners and handcuffs yeah. and all that, and yeah. had guns. Yeah, I remember. Usually, just put those on first. Put them yeah. in the back somewhere. That's right. Mm-hmm. I remember the story about Bill Malone and he carrying. Did you guys? Oh, that's either funny. One of you carry carry a gun? Did either one of you carry a gun in your? I never name? did. Yeah, hang on a second. Uh, uh, anyhow, um, that I was going to say that I forgot what I was going to say. Did any of you? Do something. I forgot what it was. Oh, Cap- Captain Bill Malone had a gun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's up in Crewskid showing the gun off. Mm-hmm. And Hal Cook, was it Hal Cook? I believe it was. Yeah. So Bill said, let me see that gun just a minute. And he handed it to him. He said, I really think you ought to file this site off some. He said, one, he saw, when somebody takes it away from him, puts it in where the sun don't shine, it won't hurt quite as bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've had a that story yeah, with Bill Malone. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Said Bill Malone, council chairman. I think he was, He said, when he, Hal said, file the uh, the site down a little bit, he said, why? You think it'll shoot That's better? Right. Yeah, you think it'll <laughs> shoot better? <laughs> no, it won't hurt as much when the guy says oh, it behind it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh golly! Yeah, Captain Bill Malone, when he was the Alpha Chairman, and G. Dennis Ledbetter was the Vice Chairman and Acting Secretary. They didn't have second officer reps back then, and Bill Malone would let uh, have the council meetings here in Atlanta in a hotel, wherever you know, and he'd make Ledbetter sit out in that audience and stay in minutes. You know, he didn't want to share the glory. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just didn't like Dennis Ledbetter. <laughs> I'm going to go with didn't didn't like him. G. <laughs> Dennis could rub people the wrong way. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh. They were pretty oh. close friends, weren't they? Ledbetter and Who, G. Bill Dennis Malone. and Malone. Y- yeah. Oh no. No, they, they, not, weren't? they weren't close friends. I don't think oh. so. That's why he made him sit in the audience. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with no, they, they weren't. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I, I remember I used uh, I used Bill Bill's uh, Plymouth, uh, old Plymouth that he had in the uh, parking, uh, you know, the covered parking area out there at the Cosmopolitan Portland. in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used to use his car, and and then you'd put the mileage that you used it, and then put I forgot how many cents per mile in the little envelope in the in the in the glove compartment, and uh, he 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 said Neil, he said you know why they call it it was the Plymouth, uh, <laughs> the, he said you know why they call it the Plymouth, he said Mayflower, Mayflower, yeah. He mm-hmm. said, because there were so many that came across in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, catch on to that one. <laughs> that was a good level. Go to Chris and Tina's little yeah. bar across the street. What? What? Where, where was that? In Portland? Across from the Cosmopolitan? Uh, Portland. 
Yeah, right well, across we, the, from the hotel there. Yeah, Chris and Tina's. It's a little bar across the street. Well, we mm-hmm. used to well, we used to go. to go go right there at the Cosmopolitan. They had a great one. Top there. of the Cosmo. Yeah, they had a wonderful yep. one there. And uh, I went in there with Bob Bob Bruce. He used to lay over there with Bob Bruce years ago, and and um, a couple of flight attendants. Pat Case was uh, with us, and and one of the flight attendants got just stupid drunk. I mean, sloppy, stupid drunk. Stupid <laughs> drunk. Uh, and um, she was about ready to throw up. So uh, Pat and myself grabbed it both underneath her arms and, and drug her toward the bathroom. And we didn't quite make, we didn't quite make the bathroom door before she just put it all yeah. on the floor. Yeah, it was a what mess. A mess. Yeah. But um, those were the days. Lord, I miss them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do every too. day I miss. I, I do too. Uh, I got a few questions here, just a couple of them. But uh, do you, do you, you guys, every did you use the C three passes very often for you as a family and vacation? I did. Well, I, I didn't much either. Yeah, we did it. We went to L.A., you know, Disney World and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when my kids were young. And, well, uh, didn't they have but, a didn't uh, they have a, a a special vacation pass that was a priority a year, over a C three? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once a year. Yeah, I once think a that's year. Right. I think you, you yeah. could use that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do you remember they gave their uh, they they gave our, our spouses, mother and fathers, pass privileges. And uh, I don't remember when, that. That's when Peggy and I you took her, her her mom and dad out to. See, I mean, uh, uh, Portland, and then we drove all the way down to Los Angeles and rented a car. We took mm-hmm. a vacation. But uh, mm-hmm. they could come along because it had to be immediate family of the yeah. employee. And uh, a mother and father of the spouse was not considered immediate family. But they eventually changed that to include them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Eastern did some great stuff. I mean, we had some great stuff. But uh, let me let me uh, give you a highlight of what we're going to have uh, this uh, Monday, and I discovered it. I don't know. I don't think you guys have seen it yet, but uh, or heard it yet. But it's a video, and you you might want to see it because it's pretty neat. And I decided that by golly, I think we're going to do this Monday night, and um, it's um, it's I, I was looking for Eastern ads. And um, I put the history of Eastern ads in your in my computer uh, and asked uh, to do a search. And uh, lo and behold, one came up that I had never seen before. And it was done by the advertising agency that we were using at the time. And I was you know, young and Rubicoff or whatever it's called. And uh, Orson Welles was doing the audio for the Eastern ads, Orson Welles. Well, anyhow, it starts off, it's a 27-minute video. It starts off by addressing the employees of Eastern. And it, it talks about the history of how they choose the themes that they use, like the Wings of Man, 
and um, you know the the others that they have used over the past. That seems to be the one that stuck in my mind the most. Um, and and they come up with these themes, so they tell the story about it, and then they they uh, introduce a couple of the commercials along with the story. But the story runs about 17 minutes. And then at the end of the 17 minutes, Orson Welles is sitting there on a stool, and he's talking about uh, the philosophy of the advertising, who it's directed to for, from the airlines, what they're trying to accomplish with the uh, – and it's so interesting, especially listening to Orson Welles, because, you know, he had a, a godlike voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I decided that I would just capture that and play it uh, for Monday evening. And, and because a lot of people haven't heard it, I'd never even heard it. It said it was for the employees. And I, I don't remember ever hearing uh, the advertising agency, you know, getting us, uh, directing our attention to it. So at any rate, we're going to play that. And, and then after Orson Welles, Eastern had... Uh, Alexander Scorby and I don't know if you remember Alexander Scorby or not I do but I looked him that, up and yep I do yeah okay well they did the album that Floyd Hall sent all the employees of Eastern do you remember that album that LP that long play in 66 and a third or whatever speed it ran at I yeah, yeah 33 and a third 33 and a third yeah but yeah. We got all of us got it, all the employees, and I had mine for the longest time. And then we've moved so many times, I've lost it, but maybe gave it away. I wish I still had that. Yeah, but anyhow, Alexander Scorby uh, narrates that uh, musical collection by Andre Costellan. It's directing the New York Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra. And so I decided that I was going to compare the voices of Orson Welles and Alexander Scorby. And so, of course, I heard Orson Welles, you know, during this this thing that I've discovered. And then I went searching for Scorby. And I asked for any of any audios that he had done. And up comes the main one that he had recorded that made it made him famous, and that was not an Eastern commercial. He had recorded the entire King James version of the Old and New Testament. My goodness! Word for word, and I started listening to it. And the video shows uh, he starts in the beginning, you know. I always thought of that as a baseball game in Genesis there where it talks about in the beginning. <laughs> kind yes. of a joke. <laughs> kind of a joke. But at any rate, mm. he starts off there, and I could not stop listening until we got to the begat, 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 begat. <laughs> yep. Be the guy, absolutely, and when you listen to that, it sounds like God is talking, whoever God is, you know, and, but God is talking and reading these first four chapters of, of Genesis, 
It is incredible. But his voice does sound a lot like Orson Welles. But I, between the two, I would have to have, I'd have to say Scorby wins out. But Eastern did some, they, they spent some money in their advertising department. They really did. And I think all of us that work for Eastern were pretty proud of, of the ads that, that came through. But anyhow, uh, any anything well, else you guys want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. There's one thing I want to say. Yeah. It was then and it was now, and the happiest day of my life was the day I went to work with Eastern Airlines because that was the mm-hmm. job I had wanted all of my life. So I was mm-hmm. proud to be there. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. And, and you I'm know, still I'm unhappy about, about the way about our our Denise. Uh, no, uh, you know, Jim Holder, I've been thinking about. Uh, I, I was. I want to ask your opinion of this. <clears throat> you know, we look for material for the Monday night show, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Art Furchgott, and as a matter I of fact, what? he. Uh, a while back, you mentioned Art Furchcott, and I've read a lot of Art Furchcott's uh, information history of Eastern. And uh, he started out as a pilot, and he lost uh, the ability to fly, and then he became a station manager and down in New Orleans, and he, he, he was here and there. But he recorded the history of Eastern, and I thought all the way through the last day when the door was shut in 1991, and it was an hour, almost an hour by hour accounting of the strike and what followed after the strike. And uh, I've got it recorded, all of it recorded, and I've done it on a radio show in the past uh, and read every every one of those. Uh, and it's like about six pages of history maybe more than six pages, and I've got it recorded in EALradioshow.com. That's our website, EALradioshow.com. That whole history of Eastern Airlines as recorded by Art Birchcott from 1927, Pitcairn, all the way up through the So somebody's breathing, breathing heavily. Yes, I was saying, I was just hearing that, wondering who it was. Jim Harris, are you breathing heavily? I don't know. I might be. I didn't know it. <laughs> I'll fix that. It weren't me. <laughs> it weren't you. Okay. Well, okay. Well, if we don't have anything else, I'm going to ask how your cat is and your birds. Have they ever come back? Jim Holder? No, uh, matter of fact, I took the nest down, and uh, they they must have lived because there's no little baby birds on my deck, and uh, so I guess that's gone. As far as the dog, oh man, she's turning into be a terror. Uh, she doesn't she 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 can find newspapers and magazines and checkbooks to tear up when other people can't even see them, and of course you can't see them after she tears them up either. But uh, she's turning into a little, a bit of a monster. Uh oh. Hey, that's good. You, would, you wouldn't wonder if she was mundane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you boy, wouldn't wonder if she was mundane. 
Well, I wouldn't want what. I said you wouldn't want her if she was mundane. Oh, yeah, she's got to have. Well, you know, she's got to have some character. Yeah, she is. She's not mundane. I'll tell you for sure. She's got character. That's good. Of character. Hey, and, that's uh, good. Yeah. We're well, going to, have to, to introduce it to the world. So far, we I got a harness, but uh, with my bad knee or lack of a knee, a real knee, uh, and I just can't walk. And, you know, I have a dog pulling on me and all that kind of stuff. And so far, we haven't been able to do any walking with her. So I think we can get, she's seven months old now. We can get her out in the world. Maybe she'll calm down a little bit. Well, this but, fall, uh, I can... I can tell you this fall how to break her in real real fast, I guess. You just take her with you, take her take her with you to the hunt club. Oh, okay. the hunt club don't make it exist anymore. Well, it does, but it's it's nothing oh. like it was. I don't, I don't oh, even know if it's going to make it third if it's going to make it this year. Wow. Um, Have you heard anything from Reaper, Jim? From Reaper? No. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, and the answer is no. So, well, uh, Jerry's still the very, treasure. We got the website, though. We got the website. And we got, you know, my thing that I put out, the deaths and news and all that. But that's just me. But yeah. uh, no, not, nothing from the leadership. Well, um, sorry, it's, it's sad, but... Uh, I wonder even if they had a convention, it'd probably be about a uh, half a dozen people showing up, and they'd all be from the Atlanta yeah. area. You know, when we voted to have that vote to uh, perhaps do like a silver fireplace, have a dignified end, and when we certainly had a dignified end. You might have been there in Auburn when we had that. No, I and, wasn't. Uh, and we had the ballot, and uh, it, it it failed to start. You know, the same thing with repo. Failed by about 30 votes, and I, I met that some people sitting back wondering, well, you know, if it didn't, if it didn't pass to, to uh, shut her down, and why are we not doing anything? You know, having any meetings or anything? You know, the Reaper luncheon, we had to shut that down. Nobody was, you know, we had a lot of people used to come to it, and unfortunately, most of them passed away, and the ones that haven't didn't just don't get around very well. Sometimes I put myself in that category. That's There's sad. one thing that always about me, me, but about never me. trust anybody named Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Jerry is Jerry Frost still the treasurer of Jim Holder? Is Jim yes he is. And Jim okay. Gardner uh, came on as the replacement, I guess, for Richard Burnett passed away. And uh, so there's yeah. a, still got the full board. And, uh, and, and Bud Robbins. Do you, hear, do you ever hear from Bud much anymore? Oh, I hear from him quite often. Uh, friendship type stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who is it, Bud? Who? Bud, Bud Robbins, J.B. Robbins. His okay. daddy was an Eastern okay, captain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah, he's up there in uh, just eastern Louisville, Kentucky, I think, and yeah. doing quite well. Uh, but he's on the board still. 
Okay, well, uh, they're still paying their, I guess you still uh, subscribe to Blog Talk, I mean, uh, uh, Reaper Online, the website. Uh, that yeah, does we that. got it. We keep it running, and but we put some news on there every now and then, but really not any news to have. But uh, I, I yeah. keep updating the deceased list. And uh, and notify Reaper. I mean Alpha. If you get the Alpha magazine, they're they're getting the deaths from me. And I see right now. I just came today. Yeah. There's only one Eastern pilot on it, and that is uh, James M. Daniels, Officer James M. Daniels. Jim Daniels. I remember him. Well, it's not the Jim Daniels that I remember because he's the captain. Oh, that, that was okay. J. E. Daniels, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is James M. Daniels, and he's shown us the first officer. I, I, I haven't checked my list yet, but I normally they get these from me. The Reaper Mag- Alpha Magazine gets them from yeah. me, but I don't remember sending up a James M. Daniels. I yeah. did. I mean, maybe I did, just don't remember it. But it's not the Jim Daniels that, uh, uh, you know, who was just a little bit junior to me, and yeah. he was a captain, of course. And yeah. he's not dead, at least if he, he had to die within the last couple of weeks, if he did. And I don't know. Who, let me let me look at one thing here on the computer and see if uh, sometimes I notify them and I forget who they were. So, But I do keep a list on the computer so I can find it. You guys know, remember Kenny Smith, the crew scheduler? Kenny Smith. Yeah, Ken Smith. I don't. In Atlanta, yeah, yeah, he he uh, contacted me on Facebook and uh, uh, just said that uh, when he saw the picture of John Cornyn and myself uh, on the Stearman that I posted uh-huh. there. Yeah, but, here uh, is uh, yeah James James Miller Daniels Jr. I did notify Alpha. Uh, he died okay. June first at age eighty three. So that's okay. certainly not Jim Daniels and we we're knowing. No, uh-uh. but, but somebody don't let me see. Let me see one other thing I can see on Mailchimp. Maybe I can find he. Uh, go ahead and talk if you want to. I'm listening real quick. Well, you know, I'm th- I'm try- uh I I did a story for uh, Frank Jordan. As a matter of fact, I recorded one for Monday night. It was uh, Eastern Airlines first passenger accident the first it was eastern air transport back then it was in the 30s <clears throat> and it was the first accident they had, they had with a passenger airplane and uh, a captain named uh, frank jordan was a captain of it he talking about uh, franks again <laughs> jim harris but uh, <laughs> okay he was the second pilot. Of, uh, no, he was the first pilot hired by Ted Karen, and uh, he was he was senior to uh, uh, Gene Brown and also by uh, 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 Dick Merrill, of course. And um, it's an interesting story that I found and I recorded it. I think I had it on the. I posted it on EALradioshow.com, the website. Very interesting story about Eastern's first. But I just wondered whether you guys posted his name 
on the plaques in the Atlanta terminal. Well, I can tell you that real quick. What's his name again? Incidentally, that is this guy died back in 2021. That's why I don't really. We just learned oh. about it. It's filed oh. since in previous years, but not reported. I thought yeah. it might have been Dan Vision, but that's not uh, you know. No. What's what's the name we're looking for? Frank. I don't know what his initials were, but Frank Gerdone. That's J E R D O N E. Frank Gerdone. J E R. Yeah. I'm scrolling. J E. J E. J. J E. J E. R. J E what? J E R. J E R. Yeah, D O N E, Jerdone. J E. No, there's J E, you say? Yeah, E as an echo. Yeah, Jerdone, F H 12 10 1930, when he hired on. Okay, that's when he F-H hired on. F.H. hired on yeah, December 10th, 1930. Well, the, the story that I got was in, inaccurate. It says he was the first. Oh, I know what they were referring to, the story. He was the first pilot hired by Eastern Air Transport. Uh-huh. Because yeah. Pitt, Pitt Karen hired Gene Brown. Uh-huh. And Dick Merrill. So when uh-huh. Pitt Karen was sold to Clement Keyes and they changed the name to Eastern Air Transport, Frank Jordone was the first pilot hired. Yep. And a guy December named December tenth, nineteen thirty. Yeah, and a guy named P. E. Parker. P. A. R. K. E. R. P. E. Parker was the first and it the story goes ahead and mentions the first co pilot. First, uh, what I didn't call the first officers in, and um, but it's an interesting story. It's a very interesting story about the crash, and Wally uh, Ernie uh, Ernie what's his name Ernie Post was on that flight too. The news correspondent in World War Two. Uh, but at any rate, well, listen, guys. I've run out of things to talk about, and since this is going to be our last <laughs> broadcast for Saturdays for a while, and uh, again, don't forget we're we're changing it to a date not determined, but it'll be a month, about a month from now, when we put this first show together, and we'll be announcing it uh, on Facebook and through the email list that I have. So. Uh, so we're not going to do anything guys, for a month? Yeah, for a month. For a month. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So keep that in mind. And uh, with that, I'm going to say goodbye. But, hey, listen, Steve. I mean, this is me, Steve. Uh, Jim Harris, let's – and uh, I don't do it so much with you, Jim. Only every once in a while you got a question to ask me. But Jim Harris and I, I, like, I kind of like your little calls, a little socializing. Well, good, because uh, so, I enjoy it also. So so keep me in the loop in Dripping I'm Springs, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> see, Eastern Airlines, in my opinion, was one great big family. It was. It, it was it's the, it was the absolute best airline in the world. I'm, 
and I'm still whizzed about it. So. Well, I keep bragging I about, about it how, many, much. how many presents Eastern has on the Facebook pages. There are 22 different Facebook pages for Eastern Airlines. Mm. And and the most for Pan American, National, and Delta is about three or four. So mm. that must tell you something that the people of Eastern like to talk about Eastern. Oh, yeah. I loved Eastern Airlines. I really, truly did. And I've got a chat feature, by the way, on my Facebook page. And people are using that chat like you would not believe. They're telling uh, everybody where they worked and what years they worked from and and uh, mm-hmm. the uh, accidents and things like that. And it, it really is, uh, it, it, it's kind of neat. And it's, if you've never been to our Facebook page, it's Eastern Airlines Retiree Association, E-A-R-A, just like the old newspaper. And um, so we've got the Facebook page that I maintain. And I put a chat feature in there, and boy, lots of folks are chatting and contacting, you know, get staying in touch with each other. So anyhow, guys, thanks for showing up today. I appreciate it. And Raymond was supposed to be, but be here today and talking about Disney. But he called me and said that uh, his daughter is getting married in Atlanta, Georgia, today at 1 o'clock. So, well, she's already married then. <laughs> yeah, he could not make yes, the show. Is. I said, yeah, I don't think you can either, Raymond. So I'm sure he probably walked her down the aisle. Yeah. But he is, he is one nice guy, guys. He really is a super uh-huh. guy. I'm sure you all both have met him in Melbourne because he used to come out to the airplanes. and Super nice mm-hmm. guy. Okay, my golly. I'm going to turn it over to Captain Hop Harrigan, and he's going to take us out of here. I always like to hear Hop and the landing and then the coming in on a wing and a prayer. Never get tired of that one. So until Monday night, thanks, Jim, for what you and Jim Holder do for the show. I appreciate it, both of you. So if if you have time and not doing anything Monday night at 8 o'clock, join us. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Now you're talking about this coming Monday? Yeah, Monday night, 8 o'clock, just like um, Harry and I. And uh, we'll be telling some stories, like I told you about the advertising and some other great stories. Okay. Okay, we'll see you. Hop, how about uh, you're clear to land? Here we go. Feeling well, all clear. Okay, this is Hop Harrigan coming in. Coming in on a wing and a prayer. Coming in on a wing and a prayer. Though there's one motor gone, we can still carry on. Coming in on a wing and a prayer. What a show, what a fight. Yes, we really hit our target for tonight. How we sing as we limp through the air Look below, there's our field over there With our full crew aboard and our trust in the Lord We're coming in on a wing and a prayer How we sing as we limp 
him through the air. Look below, there's our field over there. With our full crew aboard and our trust in the Lord, we're coming in on a wing and a prayer. Fading out of sight 